Hey, this is John Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Everybody was caught. Yeah! Come on now. Whenever you can make a reference to Kung Fu fighting, <laughs> you're having a good day. You're coming in hot. I like it. We got Joshy Josh oh, with me. Oh, I like I it. I got Polly the Mo. Mm-hmm. And uh, just he's just going to pop in. We're not going to get rid of him because he's uh, the voice and authority of youngsters around the world when it comes to sports. Oh, that's terrible news for youngsters. Neely <laughs> Neil. Neely <laughs> Neil. <laughs> it's terrible news for youngsters. You're not eating Tide Pods or snorting condoms or anything weird like that, are mm, you? No. Snorting condoms? That's the thing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a new challenge. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so you deliver take a condom it and snort it and it goes up into your nasal passage. Yeah, no, you pull and it out you your throat. Pull it out of your mouth. It's disgusting. Kids are effed up. Wow, snorting a condom. That's like is middle it, school now, kids. Now, That's is not it kids my age. to use condoms so it slides in easier? <laughs> hey now! <laughs> 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 I'm done with my breakfast. Violent. <laughs> Violent. No, thank you. Um, so I want to open up. I want to talk right away about Johnny Menzel. So, you know, again, he's, he surfaces in the news today. Evidently, he did the Dan Patrick show. And it says, some are wondering if Johnny Manziel hurt his NFL comeback campaign this morning. So, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, instead of reading it, I'm going to give you the nutshell. So, he's on Patrick, and he says, well, I think Cleveland has to, has to take some of the blame, the Browns organization, for my misfire and, and, and my, my inability to be successful there because they should have known certain things about me when I came in. So, of course, when I read that, I think to myself, oh, they're supposed to know that you were a hard drinker and a partier. But he wasn't implying that at all. He actually went on, and I, I, I watched the interview. He went on to say, listen, when we were at Texas A&M, we studied film in what's called Bubbles. And so, which, which in a nutshell is with far less intensity or detail than an NFL team would do. He said, you would have thought that those people that bought me in there knew ahead of time, I'm, I'm probably not used to the techniques that they use when it comes to studying film. He goes, because when I got in the room with them, they were using terms and they were talking about stuff. I had no idea X's knows what they meant. He said, and compounded with the fact that no one helped me. Not one quarterback even talked to me. I mean, he was obviously the young upstart who was threatening their job. So as opposed to other programs where they would have assigned a coach maybe directly to him, had they known he didn't understand these coverage and this lingo that they were talking about, they did nothing to aid him. And he said, and I continued to fall behind. I was embarrassed to ask for the help and and didn't. But you would have thought Cleveland would have known that. Now, everyone's turning that into... Did Manziel by blaming Cleveland to take part of the blame? I don't think so. I don't think so. You would think an NFL franchise would know a little bit more about the kid or would have, would have tested some of his, his NFL IQ and his QB IQ before they threw him to the dogs. Is anybody shocked that Cleveland was not a well-run organization, though? Like, I, I don't see how this could hurt him at all. If he's able to play, someone will, t- someone will take a chance on him. I, I I am not in the least bit shocked that someone could come out and say that Cleveland did not do things properly when making a draft. And that's a great point because, you know, I, I do actually listen to what he says in this, although I think what they're talking about is by his pointing the finger at all about Cleveland, is is that him, his ego coming out again? or And so I think you need to want to 
you know, keep that in check. I'm just kind of surprised that people that are as knowledgeable as Patrick and some of these other people, I haven't seen what Rich Eisen has to say about it or some of the people whose opinion I value a lot. But I was quite surprised that, that this is coming out of that interview because I would, I, I actually, I, I think what he said is actually true. I think that if they saw he was falling behind, one of the first things you do, my kid, my, my, I have two daughters that are here with me and they live with me, and my youngest was struggling with her math. And so I went and met with the teacher, and the teacher gave me the breakdown. I said, okay, what do I need to do? So making up multiplication tables for her, talking to her about it, encouraging her was a huge thing, and getting her the extra help at school that she needed with a tutor that speaks that language to a to a young third-grade kid. And sure enough, all her grades have come up, and, and that's been a great thing. But it, it takes you know work and isolated, intensified one-on-one work when so many – doesn't understand. It's literally not understanding how to speak a language is what was going on here, uh, and and understanding proper reads and so on and so forth. That takes going over film after film after film, and that's not what occurred here. So I don't have a problem. I agree with you, Polly. I don't have a problem. Josh, what do you got? What do you got, Neil? Big Neil. I mean, I think people took it out of context. I think what he's going through right now, he's just really being like honest about his experience, and I think he was just being a little too honest in that moment, but. Everyone knew that, that he wasn't a person who studied film. Joe Thomas said in an interview once that he wasn't committed. He didn't study film, and he barely, you know, came into the facility. He barely practiced. But to talk about him— We're talking about practice? We're talking about practice? <laughs> but no, he, he did have a point saying Cleveland should have known because I heard a, about a month ago Baker Mayfield got a tip that an NFL team had, like, a private investigator on him. So like they they had every opportunity to figure out they could talk to coaches his te- like anyone they had every opportunity to know that that's a great that's a great point because um, if I know that there's uh, behavior clauses that I've had before particularly in serious television because you're on prime time you're you know a network TV show and they spell it out if and they spell it out all leaning towards them they don't give you specifics but they say. And if you should embarrass us in any way, and if you should, and if we deem what you've said, so you could go on. I remember I used to get, I was the one that they leaned on to do The Tonight Show or to do Letterman or to do any of the big talk shows because they knew I could talk and they were afraid of other members who uh, of the cast who might break out into something that was maybe a little racial or maybe a little, like they, they weren't confident. I'm not mm-hmm. going to name names, but they knew I'd be least controversial and knew how to play the game. And that's that's interesting that they would have somebody. That's a big investment when you think about it. What are you? How many dollars and cents are you going to have to invest in Baker Mayfield? What's he going to sign for, Polly? I don't know what the NFL minimums are, but he's gonna he's gonna depending on where they get he's gonna him. get an NFL minimum Baker. No, Mayfield? no, I no, I don't know the maximum and minimums of the NFL draft off the top of my head, so I don't know what he's. Well, going how to dare do. you? <laughs> <laughs> what he's gonna get? Josh has a computer in front of him. So what do you want to know? Baker Mayfield pay. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, what's he signing for? Like mm-hmm. what the draft pick? Uh, it depends on where he goes. Yeah. It's like the higher he goes, the higher you pay day, and you know quarterbacks get the most money. For sure. I think he signed for millions and millions of dollars. I mean, for yeah. sure. Mm, I see look. misdemeanor charges. I see uh, crotch grabbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, Trump yes. supporting. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's 22? 22. He signs for a minimum $20 million. I don't know. You got you to gotta go buy what the NFL draft projection Come on. Is. He's going in the first eight. What did Pat Mahomes get last year? I mean, look. Who cares about Pat Mahomes now? Well, I'm just saying, like, you, his, his whatever he gets is like 
going to be like, I think he's going to go in that range. He's that getting Pat Mahomes, Mahomes money. Is that right, what you're so trying Pat, to tell us? Pat Mahomes got a got $60 Mahomes million dollar contract. $60 million. So 16? that's probably the range he'll get. 1 6, 16? And he went 10. So that's like a top 10 pick. I said he's going to get about 20 mil. This guy won the Heisman, for God's sake. Who won the Heisman last year? Baker. And the year before? Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Right. So Pat Mahomes didn't win the Heisman. No, I'm just saying because he was a so top 10. So I'm pick. telling you he's going to get around 20. Why is everyone not saying the great one? You're so right. <laughs> The great well, one, you are so right. Thank you, That's Josh. Right. Jesus. Thank you. I wish Here I was I making Mahomes money. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Holmes? Mahomes what's money up? more Mahomes? problems. That's kind of like saying my homes, isn't it? What's up, Mahomes? What's up, baby? Hey, Mahomes. Yeah. How much you making? Yeah, what's up? Yo, you making Mahomes. 16 mil? That's, That's a right. good payday. 16 mil. What's up? Yeah. Yes. 16 mil. Yes. I got 16 million reasons why I'm going to be your best friend. <laughs> What else you got over there, Neil? Yo? Neil, what's new in your life, man? Yeah, what's You're, going on, Neil? You fascinate me. Yeah, Neil. Not much, man. I'm just on spring break right now, get, getting through school and stuff. You what are you doing spring on spring break in Syracuse, New York? Go to Daytona Beach. Do the kids still do that? What? Are you, are you, no. Put down the crack pipe. Go to MTV. Step away from the crack pipe. <laughs> Go to you MTV need to be. Why aren't Beach you in Daytona, Bird Dog and Beaver? I don't know. He ain't got Daytona money. He ain't got Baker Mayfield money. <laughs> like, what like is that? Bird Dog and Beaver. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. I like it. Uh, wait a minute. That's from a movie. Why aren't you wrangling up some poo? Yeah, no, Bird Dog no, means right. chasing around. Don't try to chase me now. Yeah. No, Bird Dog and Beaver. You should be. It's, it's, some, it's some guy in a movie. No, I'm telling you. I swear All right, to God. I'll look it up. It's Stand by. Guy. You look it up and you tell me the guy the guy doesn't say to him, How come you ain't bird dog and beaver out there with a it's something Is this from one a movie. of your movies? No, it's not. It's a big film. Somebody uh, big says it. I, one flew over the cuckoo's Thank nest. you. That's right. He says to Billy uh, Billy Bibbit. Jack Nicholson says to him. It says goes, you ought to be out in a convertible no, bird, bird dog, dog and, and chicks be- and banging beaver. Right. <laughs> there you go. Jack Nicholson says that to Billy Bibbit, yeah. the the one who Billy Bibbit. He says to him, "Why are you at a convertible?" Now that we're talking movies again, my let's fa- go. My favorite thing of all time now is looking up Daniel Baldwin movies. I think you got a crush on him. I think you got something going on. Crush. He's got a man crush. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But I found uh, something. He sleeps in the jersey. I bought. Watches my movies. I bought the cologne you wear. Yeah, what cologne do you have on, Mr. Baldwin? So. There's a thing called Ranker. You ever heard of that website? Oh, God. Ranker? Is there another site that's going to just make me look like crap? No, but it, this one has your movies, I think, a more uh, accurate depiction of how they rank. Like, it's got Vampires number one, Phoenix number two. Oh, so it ranks my actual movies people that go, I did? People go through and rank them. Okay, let's go. So it's got Vampires one, Phoenix one. two, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man three, Mulholland Falls, Grey's Garden. Lounge paparazzi car, car 54 8. <laughs> that's I don't know if that's good, but but I went to your last one, which okay. is my how many to say I have? I got 61 on ranker. Oh my god, I've got way I've got more of double that. I'll be there with you. Is you don't even remember this? I'll movie. be the, born of earth number 60. I know that I'll was, be there with you. I watched a trailer and it's unwatchable. Yeah, I <laughs> like, scroll back up to 59 and let's see. If I can remember anything, I'm doing any of this. Uh, 59, Silver, I remember Silverman that time. You worked with Melissa Joan Hardig, oh, Ted McGinley, the TV show killer. Christmas at Capital C. Boardwalk Poets is in there. Look, I like that. Ned Blessing. Ned Blessing is Life and Times, Blue Moon, best of sitcoms since 2015, whatever that means. 
Operation Belvis Bass, Little Red Devil, Vendetta. No, I directed Vendetta. Uh, okay, keep going. Homicide, the movie. Well, it's got Homicide, the movie at forty-eight. Then these are bozos that are that are that are ranking this. My my fans. <laughs> Our fathers. <laughs> Our fathers is a great film. What a cast. Snap on that. Ted Danson. No, let me tell you something. It's read the cast. Christopher Plummer, Ted Danson, Ellen Burstyn, and more. Ellen <laughs> Burstyn, Christopher Plummer. These are Oscar-nominated actors. There's a really good cast, and it's a true story of the guy who broke down. So check this out. His wife's going to go make some tea. He's in his, his bedroom, and they're going to watch The Tonight Show. The movie opens up, and it's my character is, is this guy watching The Tonight, uh, Tonight Show. So you know when you're watching the TV and, and the local affiliate will do the you know breaking news thing? It's kind of like it comes up, and then they tell you the story. And they said, in an unprecedented move, charges have been filed against uh, – uh, archbishop or some priest or whatever in, in, in the Boston Archdiocese. And Father, you know, Williams and so, whatever his name was, his name comes up and his picture comes up. And the second his picture comes up, the guy experiences total recall of being raped by this priest when he was a kid. He suddenly, he had stuffed it all and forgotten it all. And it's a, a true story. So this guy who worked in the construction business and everything, suddenly his face, he takes the TV and throws it through a window and he flips out. The wife walks in and is like, what's wrong with you? And it cuts to him with a psychiatrist. Ted Danson plays the, um, the attorney that represented this guy. And when he finally, he said to him, you, you need to find the inner strength to go public with this. Can you imagine how many boys this guy must have done this to? And sure enough, by him... He said, it'll ruin my business. People see me against the church. I'm a, from a very Irish Catholic neighborhood. And uh, and he found the strength to go do it. And 57 other men filed in a joint action in the largest settlement ever against the, the Catholic archdiocese. Uh, and, and it was a really, really cool movie about this story. The fact that it's ranked so far down there means either I sucked or... Um, I'm not sure, but uh, it was a great story. I was really happy to do that movie. Uh, All right, let's go. Devil's Dominoes, Active Stealth. And my second favorite thing about this whole ranker thing was you were listed third on the credits of In Pursuit behind Chris, Claudia Schiffer, and Coolio. <laughs> Coolio and Claudia Schiffer banged me out? You definitely beat Coolio in level of fame. You're more famous than Coolio. <laughs> Coolio's got some big hits. I know he does, but I think you're, I think you're more famous than Coolio. Coolio's you got think some Daniel big... Baldwin's more famous than Coolio? Yeah. Well, you know the problem with If you Coolio? don't put Coolio in his hair, if you don't have his hair, you can't recognize Coolio in a lineup. I think Coolio's pretty famous, though. But I don't think Coolio's that famous overseas in certain places. Well, that's a funny thing about an athlete. Like, So who's more famous, me or John Elway? And of course, I would say John Elway. He's John Elway. Yeah. Say. But you go outside America, and no one knows who John Elway because no one else really plays football. <laughs> they do it in Canada. No, I'm being serious. You're worth more than Coolio. Oh, you have more net worth than Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coolio likes to burn it up. <laughs> I've been to, I've been by Coolio's. He's got it down though, man. Yeah. He's got a recording studio, and from this movie, I got to be friends with him. So he's got this. He's got the whole pitch. He he goes from from the movie set. He lines up a couple more chicks to come. Then he makes some phone calls to the boys, and they go down. And Coolio will walk up there and go, "You want me to make a song about you, baby?" Oh! And then, and next time he's going, "Stepping with my girl Gina, and everything lies in between us." Oh. You know what I mean? And suddenly, and suddenly he's he's got he's writing a rap song, and the girl's like, just you know, she's eighteen. She's looking at Coolio, who's like this big rapper. And in the background, Coolio will be pumping out like one of the five big hits he has. Mm -hmm. Go, let's play something. Coolio's greatest hit. What is it? 
Uh, probably Gangsta's Paradise. It'd be right? up there, yeah, yeah. Gangsta's Paradise was a big song. It's a big song. Fantastic Voyage. Oh, I love this song. Just yeah. a clean version? Yeah, we gotta yeah. take a, we'll take a break. break. We'll take a break going out with Coolio. Coolio, my ninja. Just keep listening, and you'll never look at your radio the same way again. This presentation for the hearing, for the hearing impaired. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. The Crunch begin their final 3-3 three and three weekend of the season this Friday in Binghamton against the Devils. Countdown to Crunch time starts at 6.50, puck drop at 7.05 on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Why are you talking? <laughs> Why are you talking, Polly? He says I'm so angry today. You are. You're That's not true. He's impassioned. He's. I'm, I'm poignant. Let's play So What. Let's play a little So you know, What. Because I'm going to tear some heads off right now because I'm angry. You seem like it. I see that. A couple of different things. Let's start with this. Today, first day of the 2018 Masters, Tiger Woods is now a 12-1 to 1 favorite to take the Masters. You, are you kidding me? Really? I mean, I want Tiger to play well. I wanted to make a comeback. It's a great story. Um, how, he played one tournament that he played well in, in the last almost decade. How is it possible that he's the favorite to win the most prestigious out of the U.S. Open? Well, the British, too. Those three. PGA is not what it used to be. Wait, what do you got, Tiger, at 12-1? to 12-1. to one. He was a 9-1. to one. Now he's starting today at a 12-1. to one. Yeah, Jordan Spieth is 10-1, to one, and so is Justin Thomas. Yeah. Why is he even in the conversation? Because he's, he's Tiger freaking Woods. And, and yeah. Okay, so Jack Nicklaus is 14-1 to because he's Jack... Friggin' Nicholas? No, no. Okay, so you get the point? Thank you. Thank you. Neelio, what do you got? Tiger Woods. I mean, I think you got oh, it. I got to turn your mic on. I forgot that we let everybody talk on this show. Wow. <laughs> Is, who's the angry person? So, quiet, but angry. Yeah, you feel it, Josh? He lets it boil. Let's boil. He, does. he does. He lets it percolate a little yeah, bit. I mean, I understand. I feel like people are just hyping it up because they want people to watch. And if Tiger's playing good, people are going to watch. It's Thank you, Neil. Cut his mic off. Thank you, Neil. <laughs> We're done here. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Okay, see you. Thank yeah, you, Neil. thank you, Neil. I like Bubba Watson. Like yeah, he's bu- a good player. He's a great player. He hits the ball long. He doesn't really have the temperament. I don't think the course sets up for him. He's better to play in, in a British or you know longer course that's not target. 16 to 1. I'm putting $1 on him. Okay, I'm going to pick mine. Let's go. We're going to go in the horse race. Sergio Garcia is a 30 to 1. Uh, Justin Thomas, 10 to 1. Jordan Spieth, like you said, 10 Rory to 1. McElroy I'll take McElroy. McElroy is a 12 to 1. I got McElroy. McElroy. Justin Rose and Dustin Johnson, also 12 to 1. I'll tell you what, here's another one. So we'll do Mickelson versus Woods. Who t- plays, who goes better? Uh, Mickelson, because uh, the uh, Augusta set up for left handers better. Polly, holy. Is that true? That's such bull. It's not true? No. You don't think that's true? No, he said, I, don't. I don't know. He don't said it, so he said it with authority. Whatever more lefties won it. Name a lefty that's won it besides Phil. Le- uh, lefties that won. Go ahead. Left-handers. I bet you won. in the past 10 years, more lefties have won. On. Bet. Oh! Bet. Hold on. You just licked your finger. Bet. So I'll shake your hand. <laughs> bet. bet. Are you betting or not? Are you betting or not? Yeah, I'll bet you five bucks. Okay, let's go. 
Uh, Augusta National built for left-hand players. Boom! How many have won in the last 10 years do I care about? Why do lefties do so well in Augusta? Uh, okay, How many I'm lefties have won? I'm trying. i got so many things open, I cannot. Come on, lefties have won, dead air. Someone look it up so we're not just... Six of the last 12. Boom! Six there. of the last 12 have been... That's half! How many of the no, last 10? No, it's the last 10. We won in the last 10. Do the math, Watch, genius. only five. Four. Four. Four of the last ten. Four of the last ten. Yes! Yes! Under! Pay me the five! <laughs> Pay me the five now! Put the cash up. Right now, I'm angry. Oh, uh, you are angry. But just because I was right that Augustus built for left hand. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Mm, it's me in the filthy. Oh, Abe Lincoln, my good friend. <laughs> So it's not it's not a so what it's not a so what it's not no. a so what no I've never seen anybody get so mad I'm not mad I You're love so money <laughs> I just the best I just things in life to... are free but you can give them to the birds and bees I, just, I want money I I just uh, you're singing the lizards I just uh, tipped it was actually originally a Beatles song I just tipped you five bucks like a bellhop <laughs> you did you did I'm gonna Slipped carry your bags. You can carry your bags as long as I'm right and you're wrong. Cell zone only has your 35 <laughs> now. Oh. No. Cell zone paid. Oh! Good for you, Cell That is not a so That is not a so what? Cell zone off the schneid, man. Paid you the 40 bucks? Paid me the 40. Hard, two hard, crisp 20s. All right. Uh, next story. In the most recent way too early poll, Syracuse University basketball not landing even in the top 26. For the 2018 2019 well, what would they have been if they, What do you think they would have been if they got if they saw wait, Baser wait. coming? Is in? that correct, or they didn't finish that in the final poll of last year? No, this is the new poll. According to CBS Sports, they've released their top uh, 26, and Syracuse is nowhere in it. In the top 26, now we projected they'd be like a 10 to 12 if they got Baisley. That doesn't seem so, right because I've seen lots of polls that have them in. Is that even with Battle yeah, and Brissette coming back? What, what, yeah, what, what poll is that? Because I know they finished 26 in the final coaches poll. This was released yesterday on CBS. 2018-2019 college basketball rankings projection has Kansas and Duke at the top. Syracuse is well, nowhere. They, well, that's funny because they made it to the, to the Sweet 16 and they got, essentially, if they're judging it by who's on the team and eligible, they got their whole team back. So how are they not in the top 26? That's screwy. They're not yeah. in there. I'm looking at the whole rundown. Now, now, how much of that is Baisley not coming? I don't know because this seems stupid. Well, it Google seems it like yourself. The stupid, the stupid poll. I'm it's, saying so what because I'm not buying that poll at all. Syracuse is a top 25 team. Yeah, next that's year. a poll in a strip club. I'm not buying it either. It's what's on so CBS what, Sports. So what? Gary Parrish. Gary. Don't give it back to me, again. Daniel uh, won't take the five bucks, so no. I'm going to create a, a pool, fund. Uh, a yeah, yeah. betting pool. <laughs> All right. That every time you hold we on bet, to it for us, Paulie, and we'll we'll have a we'll have a group <laughs> you hold lunch on to or it. something. Yeah, oh, right, good so, idea. Good um, idea. NCAA. This is the CBS college basketball. Gary Parish running down the top twenty-six. Well, that's one dude's take, and Gary Parish doesn't seem very bright at this moment. <laughs> What's your feeling on it? it? Just, I mean, if Brissett and Bale don't come back, I can kind of understand, but. They've got some good recruits coming. Jalen Carey's a really good player. He's probably going to be the sixth man because Frank Howard's coming back. And Buddy Beheim, Buddy Beheim can shoot. If you don't know, it, he can shoot, and he's really tall too. And they got that one kid who transferred from East Carolina. Elijah I can't Hughes. Yeah, Elijah Hughes. He's supposed to be really good. He'll be. They're going to have a bench this year. All right, shutting you off again. 
ESPN. All right, here you go. I found three different polls. ESPN has them at 15. Yes. Gary Parish does not know what he's. I got ESPN right here, and USA. This is USA Today coaches, and they've got uh, Syracuse isn't in the top 25. See, but this ESPN says they're 15. I guess so, but that's mind-boggling to me that we could go that far, shut everybody up. Well, this still, even after doing it, they yeah. finished twenty-six in that poll. They finished twenty-six. Yeah, right out of the they top were twenty-five. One out. This it, well, that slides into the next story. Now, O'Shea Brissett, it says he's leaning more toward returning to Syracuse basketball. So what or not so what? You know, I'm tired of hearing about. I'm going to say it's not a so what, just so I can talk. Yeah, um, I'm tired of hearing it. I, I like O'Shea Brissett. What has he done that he's contemplating going pro? I mean, really? So I, I don't. I, I, again, I don't think he's not somebody that's going to end up. But he's a straight to the G League. He's not going to a pro team. He's going to get lost in the sauce. He is is even more than Tyus Battle, somebody that needs to come back for another year of grooming, play in the ACC, prove himself a little bit more, and raise his value. Or he might as well. He's he's another Brazel. Who, by the way. I hate now, and I hope he does terrible. I do. I, I hope. I hope he never makes a dime. I hope he never plays on a team. He's done. Done in my book. He's dead to me. You're dead to me. You understand me? You understand me, Brazel? You're dead. Does O'Shea want to come back? I mean, there's yeah, so many players. I, I, think, I think he'll be back. But you know, if he tests the waters and he does well for NBA teams, and they're going to give him millions, then you got to go. Doesn't matter who you are. I don't think they give him millions, though. I don't. I don't well, think so. Yeah, that's why I think he's leaning towards coming back. He'd have to really, you know, light it up when he goes to to the trial. So, so, when, so, so let's let, let's go beyond that for a minute. Let's go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about this again because it, it's mind-boggling to me that these these kids think that that that's the way to go. But okay, and we'll take Jake's call when we get back. Big Jake, big stay on Jake line. on the line. Home of the Syracuse Crunch, ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200, and 1440 AM. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now. Hey now, hey now. I get no point anymore. You're all over the place. I'm angry because you're all over the place. Is Jake on the line? Yeah, sure. Bring Jake Jake. home. Big Jake. Jake's on the line. What do you you got? What are you wearing, Jake? (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh God, he never if I had a dollar for every time I got that I, bet. I know, I know, master of the obvious Wait, over here I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real quick, get off the air and let you guys talk about this But what if Darius Paisley made this choice Because he already knew insider information that Tyus Battle was going to come back He knew he wouldn't get as many touches He knew he wouldn't be the focal point of the offense So he decided to make this move Think about that, thanks for taking my call uh, uh, No <laughs> uh, I'm not going with it. I'll tell you why. Because Battle makes uh, if if Battle's gone and Basley's here by himself, Basley's doing the same thing Battle did. He's playing one on one against two and a half players every time he goes to the basket. Uh, no, I, I I I you know I get it. I get what you're saying. That's more of an NBA kind of a move. You know, when you're on the NBA, are you going to be the go to guy? And this is another reason why when you look at the LeBron search, where is he going to go? He goes to the Lakers. And he gets the ball every single time they go down the floor. He goes to Houston, which is where I think he has a better chance at winning a title, even though they'd have to play Golden State in the conference finals. Um, you got to beat Golden State anyway to win a title. So it's not about getting to the NBA finals anymore for LeBron James. It would be about winning NBA titles. 
I personally would rather have to face him in the conference finals than have to play him in the NBA finals because then you lost another NBA finals. So, uh, but I think Houston is is the fit that gives him. Paulie, you think it's Philly? You think that he goes to Philly? He has a better chance because of the opposite. He's going to go to the finals in the East. Yeah, it may, it's an easier path. It's an easier path there, and then he's got either Golden State or Houston waiting for him. And uh, I think the NBA would prefer he stay in the East also because then their finals are a more television friendly. Mm. You bring up a good point. The NBA may the block the block it, but but the point that I'm trying to make is if you go to Houston and you're LeBron, hey, you're going to have to take turns with the ball there. They got some players out there. The bearded one. If I had to choose between having LeBron and the beard, I would take the beard. Mm. I would. I would take. I would take him over LeBron. Someone really get the would. paddles. <laughs> I'm gonna die. I'm stroking out after that hot take. Whoa. Uh, you're out. That, that, you're taking that, LeBron. Oh yeah, that hot take was so hot. LeBron, yeah. I'll never play defense again the rest uh, of my life. Oh, get a fire extinguisher. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one, Elizabeth. It's a big one, Elizabeth. It's a big one. I'm uh, coming to see you, Elizabeth. Oh come on, Florida. You know I love you, honey. Uh, <laughs> well, you got another so what? Final so what take. And I feel like this is a good one. <laughs> well, that's preempted because he wrote it. I no, feel, I didn't write it. No, I feel like this is a really good <laughs> one. Really, really, really This a home one run. won't suck, I, I promise. I copied and pasted this myself. Really, I did. Really I made run. this story up myself in the bathroom. <laughs> a British Columbia hotel has lifted a 17-year ban on Nick Burchell. Now, you're probably saying, who's Nick Burchell? I know He's a nobody. He Do you know who he is? No. Oh, yeah. He's a nobody. He's a hockey player. But in 2000, he's a nobody. He literally is just a guy. But... How he got banned from this head hotel is one of my favorite things I've ever read. Oh, no. Here it comes. He decided that he w- he wanted pepperoni, and he wanted a lot of it. So he bought a briefcase full of pepperoni, and he brought it back to his hotel, and he left it open near an open window and went for a walk, and when he came back, there were hundreds of seagulls in his hotel room. Oh, that's great. <laughs> destroying it. And the hotel banned him for 17 years. He's finally been lifted, and now he could come back. So, so why 17? I, they, they, it's just they banned him. It happened in 2001, and now finally they've allowed him to come I back. I tell you what. I would come back. I would visit one more time, and I would spray freaking hamburger all over the room. <laughs> I, would, I, I would make sure I got a suite that had like nine windows. I'd make sure it was a hot, stinky day, and I would fill. I would keep coming back in with briefcases. I'm going, Nick, what's going on up there? <laughs> just going for a walk, guys. Have fun. Oh. Yeah, I would. I just love that. I just love that the flock of seagulls, the room was covered in seagull dump. It was Play covered it. in everything. Play that song. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I love this song. That is not a so what to me. That is not a so what. First of all, just think 17 years ago, you could open a hotel room window. Yeah. That's true. Wow, that's true. Yeah. And now. And you could buy a briefcase of pepperoni <laughs> on like the black market. I see it going down. Like that's he meets so, a guy in a trunk and he's like, you want this briefcase pepperoni? That's so funny to go through the visual of it because <laughs> when you said a briefcase full of pepperoni immediately now in these times, I thought it looked like a bomb. Yeah, right. That's what I thought. The, the, the things in pepperoni yeah. look like sticks of dynamite. They freaked out. Terrorists, they go. But I guess 17 years ago, they weren't they weren't doing that. A lot of people but. don't know this. In, in Pulp Fiction, that's what was in the briefcase, was pepperoni. When you <laughs> open it up and the gold, like the light shines <laughs> in your face, it was just all pepperoni. It was yeah. just pepperoni. That's all it was, yeah. It's crazy. God, with no, with no seagull poop on no it. No seagull poop. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it self. wasn't authentic. It Do wasn't you want to take a break and come back and uh, get into more, more Odell Beckham Jr. rumors now? Hear my stomach? I hear that. That's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs>
That went over the microphone. That's sheer big nasty. Though. That was my stomach. <laughs> Raleigh. You know why? Uh, it hurt pepperoni. It hurt Odell Beckham. Oh. It, hurt, it brought back memories. Odell in hotel rooms with, oh. with big mounds of blow and, and hookers. and Seagulls. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Pepperoni. He's pepperoni gone. Seagulls. He's gone. He's so gone. Now, you got some other lame report before we go to break that, that like the New York Post New or York somebody. New York Post is trying to say, no, we're planning our offense around Odell Beckham, yeah. and it's not yeah. happening. Well, not- uh, so, so so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, even though Neely doesn't want to make sure, make believe it's true, he's got a little report about an Eli function coming up that uh, he's gonna have to tell us about. We'll be back with more after this. And I walked to the side and I, I started thinking, you know, I don't have any more shots to play. I'm done. And I. Won the Masters. Tiger is back. In your life have you seen anything like that? This guy's pretty good. Follow the Masters right here. ESPN Radio. 97.7 FM Syracuse and 100.1 FM Oswego. This coming Tuesday, Syracuse lacrosse heads to Cornell. Orange pregame begins at 6.30. It's a 7 o'clock faceoff on TK99 and ESPN 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I want that guy's job. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I want to be able to say that to everyone's show. This is the Brent Dax Show. You should get in a voiceover hustle. I mean, I know you've done it before, but those guys make cash. Yeah, legit cash for reading like a piece of paper. Yeah, you can right, knock it out at the farmhouse. Yeah, there's no, there's no money in that. <laughs> there's no money in that. What you want to say is the card, the American Express card. The, those when they go national and they're on TV, you get paid every single time that, they come that on. That guy you just heard say that does all of ESPN, Travel Channel, everything. Yeah, and he has to record six thousand. You have to say the card, the American Express card, once a month, and you make. Six figures. Stepping over pennies to pick up dollars. I am. You're, right. you're <laughs> absolutely right. I, there's only a certain amount of ticks in the day. I just, the idea of being in the studio and having to do that nightmare, no. All right, let's run through the last 24 hours with the Odell okay. Beckham and so, uh, let's open Neil's up with suicide watch here. Open, yeah. <laughs> Neil's, yeah, baby, go ahead, turn it up. Yeah, that's it. That's my boy Odell right there. So let's just hear that first verse, shall we? Because this is the story of his life right now. Odell Beckham, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, sing it to me. There you go, baby. So, I've given you my theory, and I'm going to I'm going to reiterate right now. And then and then the argument against me is going to be made for me by my by my nemesis, Neilio Neilio. So, a guy like Beckham is not stupid enough after things like. Uh, Philip Phelps and some of these other videos that come out and just destroyed a career. So my theory is he has two more years on his deal with the Giants. The Giants are not even a playoff team. They're rebuilding. They're a few years out. They'd be lucky in a couple of years to be a wild card team. I think everyone kind of agrees with that. Not arguing against that. Okay. So with that said, what, what would it be to Beckham's benefit to allow a video to come out shot by supposedly some girl in the room 
of him with scantily clad women, alcohol, and what appears to be a mound of cut-into-rails cocaine. What would the advantage be? Because the uber-Christian Mara family and the brand of the New York Giants would not tolerate that type of behavior, even from one of their star players, is my opinion. So I think Odell meets with his agent and says, what do I do to get out of this? I don't want the next couple of years to be on a team that is going to go, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and eight, you know, inch their way back into this thing. I want to go to a playoff contender. I'm probably going to play for five more years and I want to be the Super Bowl two or three times out of that period. Where do I go? Moreover, how do I get out of this deal? So, in my opinion, it's a total setup. They released that video with a plan. I believe that the Mara family and the giant brand is going to buy into Odell's bait and they're going to trade him. Now, you had some news for us today, Neilio. Tell us some of your giant yeah, just, facts today. Let's just tweet you saw there, Neil. Yeah, from what do you got? Jordan Ronan, ESPN reporter, covers the Giants. He says, it's that time of year where Eli Main t- takes a trip with the wide receivers down to Duke. And among those in attendance are Sterling Shepard, Roger Lewis, and Evan Ingram, but no Odell. But no Odell in a trip that he took just last season with Eli that's tradition with the Giants. So where is Odell? Well, he's currently at UCLA. Oh, so Odell's on the West Coast not taking the Duke trip. Anything to report about Odell and any strange activity going on? He is holding a ball with the... Cleveland Browns logo on it. Oh. You okay, you can barely see. Well, you have to zoom in. You have to do that triple zoom again, you were talking again, about this morning to see the Browns logo. Uh, uh, again, so is that coincidence that he's a New York Giant icon, that one of the teams that would make a lot of sense that have room to pay him and could use him and is going to be on the rise in the next two to three seasons, the, the Cleveland cleaned up in people that they brought over there. So... He walks on the field, and he's easily in that division in the playoffs, for sure. That w- That's the only one where I wouldn't be too upset. If you get one of the four or one from Cleveland, like that's great. You can get the quarterback and then another position one, like Saquon Barkley, Quentin Nelson. But the thing is that— Think about, think about, think about the writing on the wall. And Johnny Manziel comes back, makes a comeback. Manziel to Beckham. How do you like that? You think that? Cleveland's bringing him back? Would you? Well, they uh, watched him throw yesterday. Would you cry if Odell Beckham left? Oh yeah, no doubt. He I'm not cry. afraid to say it. You cry man tears? Oh yeah, I like that. Now here's the rumors that I'm seeing uh, on I some like of these the 49ers. reports. That's if he goes anywhere, I like the 49ers. They're saying 49ers because Jimmy Garoppolo wants him. I bet you so, Garoppolo wants him. So everyone wants him. That doesn't mean he's going to get him. Well, you got to also the only thing about going Colts to Cleveland would be a good fit too. It's another one on the list. I can see it. Yeah, I. I you know, going going to San Francisco though is a big city. I mean, he's a big city guy. What do the 49ers give the Giants? What do they have to Draft give them? Picks? They would have to definitely give their first round this year yeah. and then next year and then may probably first round in, both years. Some, yeah, they want two. They want first two first rounds. That's what they said. That's like that's the that. starting. I heard that's what they asked for, but I don't know. That means that's what they're saying. They're putting the they're putting the chum out again. You know, you put the big chum out. You know, I and mean, when you put giant pieces of it, it's because you're trying to attract giant fish it doesn't mean you're not going to take any of the other fish so just remember that too this is what they're saying but when it starts to get to to crunch time remember the 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 most important thing of what all of us said our opinion of this is what paulie said paulie said one short line and it is absolutely the most important factor in all this (laughs) 
He wouldn't remember what he said yeah. if I asked him, what did you say? Uh, well, I don't know. It was such genius See what I mean? that I blacked <laughs> out. Exactly. So he didn't realize how important it was, but I promise you it's it's the strongest fact. I, I Odell see it, but, wants out. Obviously, when, he wants to not play there. And when you're a coach and an owner and you see a guy that's going to be a distraction in a potentially 7-9 and nine team that's not going to go, you don't want this guy there. While you can get what you can for him, while, you, while the boat still looks pretty and no one knows it's taking on a little water, dump it. Sell it now. Get what you can for it. It's like what, a stock that you know is going to drop. All right, but when you say that he planned the video, you really think he's going to take a risk like affecting his brand, like having people like Nike going to pay him if he's associated with Do I think it's possible like that members of this government knew that the Twin Towers were going to get hit by jets? You betcha. That's Whoa! the American okay. brand, man. I believe so. Okay. So are you asking me, do I think a conspiracy is possible in the NFL by Odell Beckham and his and the people that represent him? Yes! Yes! He had to try to break a multi-million dollar contract. Okay. I'm trying to connect those two. Oh, well, the point, well, well the point for the, the kids that we send to the back of the bus with Rosa Parks um, is, on fire. Is, is, is that, yes, a, a very complicit conspiracy is possible. Do I think it's possible that an agent sat there and said, man, shoot a video or do something really, or, or, or curse some reporter out, or slug somebody, any, but this implying drugs and implying, you know, and it's more than implied, it's on camera. You don't think that if you, uh, let's play the tape, I, I said this to you earlier, let's play the tape forward. So. You're the chick that shot the video. You don't go to Odell Beckham and say, I'm going to release this video. I don't see anybody that bought that video from her for six figures or better. You don't go to Odell Beckham and go, or the Giants organization say, I have this video. I would like to sell you that. You can't say blackmail them. So you say, I'd like to sell you the video and all of its rights. I would like $200,000 for the video. Now, if you're going to hold on to Beckham and you don't, and you believe that she set him up about, no, the video got released without anyone being able to stop it. Why? Because he was behind it. That's why. Or he would have certainly, if he didn't want to damage his brand, as you said, would have forked out the money. He's got the money to give this girl 50 grand and buy it. This is a Stormy Daniels thing. If 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 she really wanted the, the money, the big money, she'd have waited to see if he was going to become president, and she'd have sold that, her information for millions of dollars. They would have paid her millions of dollars to sit down and say, but she already signed a contract, and she couldn't. We need to get a fire uh, like sprinkler system company to sponsor this show after the today. Yes. the hottest oh. you're ever going to hear. Daniel Baldwin scorched her today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. What a good show. Scorched I'm not afraid. Handing it off to Dan Levitard back tomorrow. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse.